we're talking about the faith that pleases God, faith that pleases God. Not all faith pleases God. There's a natural human faith, and then there's a supernatural God type of faith. And we're studying this today because, you know, God has given us all things that pertains unto life and godliness. I mean, the Word says we have these, all these promises that are, that are available to us, but some point in time we have to, in prayer, believe that we receive the promise and take it by faith. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. This is sobering, but it's good. But without faith, or I would say without the God kind of faith, it is impossible. It's not even possible. We're, we're unable to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that what he is, not that he was. Remember, our God is alive. Jesus is alive. Why would we approach a dead God? We're not. We're approaching a God who hears and responds to our prayers when it's in alignment with the will of God. So we approach him because we believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Have I found any people here today that are diligently seeking Jesus, diligently seeking God? I'm telling you what, your faith will be rewarded. Revelation 1.8 says, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am the, the beginning, says the Lord, and I am the one who what? Who is and also who was and the one who's alive and is still to come, the Almighty One. That's my God. Revelation 1, 17 and 18 says, when I saw him, this is Paul in the Isle of Patmos, when I saw him, when I saw Jesus, I fell at his feet as if I were dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid, for I am the first, I am the last, I am the what? Living one, I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. Got to get some water. Acts chapter 1, you know what, I'm going to read Revelation 1 over again. My main, my main point that I want to bring, thank you, the main point I want to bring to us today right now, right off, right off the bat, is that we're not praying to a dead God. We're not a praying to a God that that's, uh, doesn't hear us, doesn't respond to us. We approach him because he's alive. You know, that's came, we came right off the, the uh, Easter season And uh, my goodness, we have to know that when we pray, we're talking to a God that is alive. He's a person. And he is, come on, say it with me. Jesus is alive. God the Father is alive. When I pray, I approach the Father who is alive in Jesus' name. He hears me. He responds to me. I believe I receive what he has said in his word. When I pray, I take it. God said it. He guarantees it. He's a God of integrity. Let's go to Revelation 117 again. It says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first. I am the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and forever, and I hold the keys of death and the grave. 
Why talk about a faith that pleases God if we don't know he's alive? He is alive. Acts chapter 1, verse 2 and 3 says, Until the day when he ascended after through the Holy Spirit had instructed and commanded the apostles, special messengers whom he had chosen, to them also he showed himself alive after his passion, his suffering in the garden and on the cross by a series of many convincing demonstrations, unquestionable, unquestionable evidences and infallible proofs appearing to them 40 days, talking to them about the things of the kingdom of God. Now we get into one of our foundational scriptures, now that we can approach God because we know God's alive. I, I, like, I like to read the word like this because uh, I have a visual image. My imagination, when I go to, to God, I, I picture that he is on the throne, God is on the throne, the Father is on the throne, Jesus is at his, is at his right hand, and the, the word of God says we are to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. So whenever I go to God, I'm going to a God with prayer requests or even this morning, we worship a God that's alive. We can get excited about that. You can express yourself in whatever way is appropriate to you. And, and, um, but I like us to know that God is alive. And Mark eleven twenty two 22 says, And Jesus, who is alive, replied to them, Have faith in God. What's that say? Constantly. That's the type of faith that pleases him. The type of faith that pleases God is those who boldly approach the throne of grace by faith because we serve a risen Savior. We walk with a risen Savior. We live by faith in a risen Savior. Romans 1.17 says, for the just shall live by faith in a God who is alive. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, for we walk by faith in God and his word, not by sight. This pleases God when we take him at his word and we take that, pr that promise by faith in prayer. When we pray, we own it by faith and then he, he goes about watching over his word to perform it. The angels hearken unto the word of God as well to perform it. So again, we walk by faith in a risen Savior. We live by faith in a risen Savior. We serve a risen Savior. I believe there's a song about that, isn't there? And then 1 John 5, 4, we have to realize the importance of the faith that pleases God in our life. It is the victory that helps overcome every circumstance and trial and challenge in our life. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. There's going to be some things we're going to be overcoming in this world by our faith in God and his word. This is the victory that is conquered. There's going to be some things that we have to conquer and overcome in the world. Our continuing persistent faith. This is the victory that is conquered or overcome the world. Our continuing and persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who is the Word. If all of us are not believing God for something, we ought to be. There are certain things I have my faith on every day, every week, every, every month, every year. There are certain things that are now beginning to come to pass because I believed I received quite some years ago some things about this ministry, about our personal life, about, about many different things. Certain things have not come to pass yet, so what do I do? 
I, I own it in my heart by faith. And I thank him for bringing it to pass and watching over his word to perform it because God is faithful. So the faith that pleases God, we have to understand, brings us into a place of victory. The, place, uh, the, the faith that pleases God can change things. Think about, we talked about, you know, God helps, helps us with reigniting our hope, our expectation that something good is going to happen in the situation I'm in right now. And our faith applied to that hope, hope, hope is, is uh, sort of the expectation that things are going to work out according to the word of God. So we can get excited. We apply our faith to that hope, and then God brings the substance of the things that we hope for. And our faith is the evidence of the things that we do not see. Mark 9.23 says, if thou can believe... If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. How many believers are in the house? How many Christians are in the house? Say it with me, I'm a believer. All things are possible to me if I'll just simply believe in my risen Savior, in his written word. That is flawless. You know, my wife could promise me something, and I don't question whether she would bring it to pass or not. I, I, I just receive it, and I expect her to come to pass, to bring it to pass. Think about the people you most trust in this life. It would be those who you trust their word, wouldn't it? Think about God for it's impossible for him to lie. He is integrity. He just doesn't have it. His word is flawless. There's, it's perfect. We should never underestimate the power of faith in God and his word. We serve a God who does the impossible. Think about, again, things that you're facing today. We have faith in a God and his promises that by faith, things can turn around. By faith, we can get that job we're believing for. By faith, if you're believing for a spouse, you believe God and thank, thank God, thank God for them before they show up in your life. You could be, be believing God for a certain amount of money to come in a certain time because you have bills. Every single person here at the sound of my voice ought to know your numbers. What does that mean? You ought to know your weekly budget. In your household, we know the weekly budget here in this ministry, and we have our faith on it. We certainly are working. We're doing everything we know, but then we expect God to come through because my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Because I'm a tither and a giver, that really that, that whole uh, scripture right there in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 is talking about givers. Not everybody qualifies for God meeting all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But givers do. Because when you give, it will be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. You tithe and you give your first tenth of your income to God. He opens the windows of heaven. He pours us out blessings. There's not room enough to receive it. An empowerment to prosper. And he protects us and he keeps us. And he rebukes the devourer. And also we take our authority in Christ. 
Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked straight at them. And he said, there are just some things that people cannot do. But God can do anything. Now, there's a pre-qualifier for that because God can do anything in alignment with his word. Everything out in this world that's happening is not necessarily God. When there comes a tornado and then on the news, they want to call it an act of God. No, it's not. My God doesn't go around stealing, killing, and destroying. My God came to give us life and a more abundantly. I believe God can protect us and spare us from the elements of the world, even weather patterns. God has given us his supernatural faith to use to bring change to the challenges that we face in this life. And Romans 12, 3 says, because of the grace that God gave me, I can say to each one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Instead, be reasonable. And read this last phrase with me. Since God has measured out a portion of faith to each one of you. God has measured out a portion of the faith that he's pleased with to develop. Each one of us get this measure. God has given us a measure of the God kind of faith. It can be increased. It can be decreased. We're hearing the word of God today, and you ought to be being built up in your faith. You ought to be getting fed in your faith. You ought to be maybe doing some fine-tuned adjustments here. Maybe you're starting anew in this faith walk. God works things together with us as we, and he brings his power to implement and accomplish and perform his word into circumstances that need to turn around in our life. We need to make sure that what we need to happen is the will of God. I want to keep emphasizing that because that is critical. And God's word is God's will. You don't pray every single prayer saying, if it be God's will, heal me. We know the will of God concerning healing. He said himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And with his stripes we were healed. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's all kinds of things that would be challenging us in, in, in the mental realm. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes we're healed. Over and over. Oh, there's all kinds of promises that God wants us well. There's all kinds of promises that God wants to provide for us. There's all kinds of promises that God wants to protect us, that God wants to turn our children around. There, there's, there's a promise for every situation that we face in life. And that promise coming from the Word of God is the will of God. Say it with me. God's Word is God's will, so I don't have to wonder anymore. We know that there's some things that you believe God for throughout life that aren't necessarily Joe Coyne, go start a church in Greensboro, North Carolina. No, that's just direction. Do you know what? You can believe God for direction too, for your life to unfold in its proper way. The steps of a good man are ordered of God. God, I thank you that your will be done on earth as has already been done in heaven. God has for me certain things that are unfolding and for you too. And I, we pray that over your life. Nevertheless, God, we don't want our will to be done. We want his will to be done. We don't want to climb the ladder of success leaning on a wrong building. All of a sudden we get to the top and, you know, God's saying, hey, 
I'm over here. That's why a daily consistent walk, believing God for him to unfold his plans, his purposes, his pursuits. I, I remember, just a little sidetrack here, I, I remember when um, we served Bishop Passion, Lady Joy, the first eight years of our ministry on staff in many different roles, and about in the seventh year, uh, God began to talk to us or just, you know, come up on the inside of us about our own ministry. And, you know, I, we, were, we were content to be at St. Peter's for the rest of our life. And uh, so I, that, that's, that's where, uh, you know, ambition can get you in trouble. If all of a sudden you think, well, you know, there might be some things God wants to bring into your life, but in his timing, with, with his preparation before you go do it, and, and, and so it came on our heart so strong, we are praying over it, and then I knew I needed to submit, uh, submit that to Bishop Ash. It's probably one of the most difficult days I've ever had because I didn't want to be wrong. I didn't want to be out of order. I didn't want to. And so, therefore, before, why tell everybody what God's placed on our heart if we hadn't first checked up with our leader? If we serve our leader well enough, they'll know. Now, they shouldn't just tell you what to do because, you know, when you get in a tight spot, you'll say, well, Pastor Cohen, but you told me. No, no, no. That's, you, you, you've got to get that stuff on your own. But I went to Bishop, and he confirmed. He confirmed what I already had. Someone might walk up to you and say, hey, I think you're supposed to go to Africa. Well, you better bring them along with you because they're going to tell you when to leave. No, there's the priesthood of all believers. Our faith, we go into boldly the throne of grace, and we pray things out best we can according to the truth, and then we pray in the Holy Spirit, which unfolds the will of God. So I remember um, discussing this with Bishop Pash. I mean, I just, just, just busted out and cried on just his shoulder just because, you know, we're so close. But he did say, you know what, Joe, quite a long time ago, uh, God placed it on my heart. I'm to raise you up and send you out. Oh, thank you. Because we don't need another church. In some areas, you got, you know, you got the church that didn't like some things in this church, so they start the other church across the street. And then some people don't like what happened in there, and then they start a I'm not saying that's with every church, but I'm telling you, it's just funny and amazing how some places you go and it's like, wow, one, two, three, four, five. And, and you know what? I, I'm, I just want to be in what God starts because he that began a good work will complete it. And uh, so, <clears throat> but when, when you believe God for a direction and you're, you know, the Spirit of God's bearing witness with it and in that case, Bishop Pash, that added to our confidence that we have heard from God that gave us the faith to step out and the plan of God began to unfold in our ministry. But the good thing about it is, Bishop Pash is the type of leader that even if, even if, you know, it, even if I had missed it, we didn't burn any bridges we could just go right on back. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's a good thing. You know you're leaving right when you have the blessing of your leader. 
Even, do you know what? Some people have to have a failure before they can have a success. Sometimes people have to see what they're not so they can find out what they are. So anyway, it's been a walk of faith. And I tell you what, pioneering a church, I really believe, requires the gift of faith. So if God tells you to start a church or someone to start a church, there's, there's going to be an element of the gift of faith there because you're doing things when you're, you're peeking around the corner seeing if anybody's there. Is there anybody going to be here this morning? <laughs> and and uh, because except the Lord build the house, we're laboring in vain. Except the Lord watch the city, we, we watch but in vain. All right. So make sure that what we need to happen is the will of God. Again, the good scripture on this is John 15, 7. says, if you live in me, and if you abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you. How can this happen except that we're, we, we spend time with God every day? I live with my wife. My wife lives with me. So there's, there's quite a bit of contact there as far as us talking and, and, and doing things in our life together. Same thing with the Word. Same thing with the Word. Boy, you don't want to hear about our last traveling experience. It took faith. Why am I going to mention that now? Because this whole deal, we, you know, we were just in the Word all day and all night, literally, uh, coming, we, for some of you, you might not know, but every year we have to give an account of our responsibilities for our RMI regional uh, leadership over North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. So we met with the Hagans, and, and you know, every year we have a leadership uh, meeting <clears throat> in Branson, Missouri. So y'all want to hear this? Yeah, I bet you do. Because, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we got down there fine. It was, you know, it was a great week. Um, a lot of good things were done. We, uh, you know, received what we needed to receive. And then uh, we had um, about 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock flight that, that was going to get us in at a decent time on Friday. Everybody say Friday. So our plane came to the gate, deplaned, and all of a sudden we noticed, what's going on? Uh, we're not being, you know, we're not boarding this plane. And so... Then all of a sudden, um, we're having technical difficulties and mechanical problems with this plane. And you know, you know you're being, I don't want to say conned, but you know you're being conned when, when, when about every 10 minutes they're saying there's a new delay. Then there's a new delay. Then there's a new delay. And all of a sudden we find out hours later that they're going to send a plane to replace the other plane, but what's not going to get there until 7.30 so that we will miss our connecting flight in Atlanta. And if you've ever missed a flight in Atlanta and you've been given a free hotel room, sleep at the airport <laughs> or just, just rest at the airport. We have. And because uh, those rooms, I'm telling you, it looked like a third world situation. <laughs> I mean, underneath the door is like crinkled, crinkled up. Didn't we see roaches too? Isn't this a wonderful sermon? Why am I even talking about this? Oh, so I'm talking about living in faith, walking by faith. You're in a situation like that. All you can do is pray in the Holy Ghost. All you can do is just, and I just kept meditating on what he wanted to share this morning. And, and pages keep multiplying to pages. And, and my kids are saying you can only do a four-part series. And, and um, 
I'm just playing. Oh, okay. Hannah said, you need to calm down on that, Dad. All right. But did you say I had? Yes, you did. Okay. So, <clears throat> so anyway, here's, here's what had to work out. After we realized this is, this is not going to happen, then we rescheduled our flights. They said, well, the next flight available is at 5 o'clock in the morning, 5 something in the morning. And well, so, so they gave us a hotel room. I studied living by faith, walking by faith, believing God by faith. I, so, I tell you what, I want to get home so bad. We had to get up at 3.30. Was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Yeah, it was, what day is today? Oh, yeah, it's Sunday. Um, <clears throat> but we had to get up at 3.30 and, uh, you know, and get there by 4.30 and fly out all day long. And so we were just living in the presence of God, sort of. <laughs> and, and we abide vitally united to me, but we're here. We made it. Praise God, we're here. And if we remain, if we remain in him and continue to live uh, in our hearts, we can ask whatever we will. It shall be done for us. So wherever the faith that pleases God is, the impossible becomes the possible. Martin Luther King Jr. said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't even see the whole staircase. And that's how we need to follow God when we believe we've heard from God. We don't just jump out there 10 steps ahead. No, you just go and see what, you know, if you've got some solid footing as you, by faith, take that next step. And, and, and if, if it doesn't unfold, well, then you just step back and keep doing what you've been doing. There's been times we've done that. Sometimes he redirected us. Sometimes it just kept unfolding. So we knew we had, we knew we had that witness to keep going and that peace. Billy Graham said, faith is loved and honored by God more than any other single thing. Man, our faith in God is so precious to him. Because it's that faith that gives us the victory. How does this faith come? Romans 10, 17 answers this important question. Come on, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're being built up in the faith walk today to make progress in your prayer life. To make progress in walking by faith and living by faith. And faith, again, comes by hearing the word of God. So God gives us the means by which we can have this faith developed. God's word is faith food. It's up to us to hear the word and meditate in the word and apply the word. And all the Bible, all of the Bible has the capacity to produce faith. If you've never heard the, it's the will of God for you to be healed, that's probably contrary to maybe what you've been taught in the past or you just never, never knew whether he wanted you well or not. So that's why we bring messages on certain particular subject that God wants to, to, to increase our faith in. We, we got to get on a, you know, a topic of, of God meeting our needs because, man, what a volatile world we live in. We need to look to God who provides for us. All the Bible has the capacity to produce the faith that we need to receive it. Faith for salvation doesn't come about, you know, by teaching on healing. No, faith 
for salvation comes when we say, God, who knew no sin, Jesus, who knew no sin, was made to be sin for me so that I could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Some of us need to receive faith for righteousness because righteousness means we're in right standing with God and there's no condemnation in him. So that's why we we teach on series so that we can be built up in faith in what God wants to build us up faith in here at Harvest Online. Faith for the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you can't get that unless you teach on it. Faith for peace. How many know he's given us his peace? Now we, we re- yield to it. Faith protection and provision, all that kind of stuff. And I keep saying it over and over again. Find scriptures that covers what you need. Find scriptures that cover what you need. Carolyn James says, faith must be fed and truth is the only food it can digest. My goodness. Think about when you skip a few meals. If you skip too many meals, you're going to become weak. That's why we need to feed on the Word of God and faith food every, every single day. Did you know it is not, everybody say not, it is not scriptural to pray for faith. The Word of God just told us how it comes. How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, and, and, and again, understand this because we... When you're believing God for direction and you're, you're getting a witness or peace on a direction you're supposed to take, that God gives you faith to move forward. If you don't have faith to move forward, uh, it, it just, you know, it's just not going to work out too good. God will speak to us through his word for his promises to become real in our life. God will rise up strong by the, the uh, leadership and um, Leading of the Holy Spirit so, and so that we can have a faith and a confidence to move forward. But when you believe you've heard from God again, just walk softly so he can redirect if necessary. It's not scriptural to pray for faith. But God can help us with faith that is being challenged. Let's look at in Mark chapter 9, there was a man that desperately needed his son to be set free being tremendously oppressed by the enemy. Mark 9, 22 through 24 says, the spirit often throws him to the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. They were approaching Jesus, have mercy on us, help us. Here you go, if you can. What do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Do you know that's a prayer? You ever, been, you ever been in a tight spot with your faith? There's a good prayer to pray. God, I know faith comes out hearing. I'm doing that. But Father, right now I'm asking you, help me. Help me with this unbelief. I rebuke that unbelief in Jesus' name. And God responds to us. God braces us up. Sometimes God brings alongside us some good people that'll just stand with us in faith to help brace us up. You remember before Jesus, uh, before Peter denied Jesus three times? You know what? Jesus prayed for Peter even before 
Even before he wronged him three times or rejected him three times, Luke 22, verse 31 says, Simon, Simon, or Peter, listen, Satan has asked excessively that all of you be given up to him out of the power and keeping of God. There is the keeping power of God that surrounds us every single day. I want us all to thank God right now for the keeping power of God that the enemy cannot get through. Thank God for his angels encamped around about us, for the keeping power of God over our life. Because he said, I want to sift you like grain. But Peter, I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail you. We are, we are dealing with some critical situations in our region. And that's some of the prayers we're praying of them. God, I pray that their prayer, their, their faith fail them not right now. Strengthen them. I thank you for the word surrounding them. It's wonderful. And when um, Jesus said, you know what, and then again, you're going you're gonna to be turned again. You're going to turn around. When you turn around from this failure, strengthen and establish your brethren. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. But Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, before a single cock shall crow this day, you'll three times utterly deny that you even know me. Wow. What does that tell us about a God that sees into our life how we're going to reject him and he's already prayed for the outcome to turn around and no go help someone else? <laughs> you know the word of God says, bless those who persecute you. Pray for them. Bless them. Do good to them. Man, does your flesh feel like doing that? We can pray for them. There might be something that God deals with us to do for them. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, By God's divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself, by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. You know, how we receive and act on the word of God will determine our level of faith that pleases God. That's why we say our walk with God is, is so daily. Whether you feel like it or not, when you're reading your word, you're not going to always feel like you're receiving something. Do it anyway. You're not always going to feel like speaking the word of God over your life because the enemy tries to discourage that that's never going to happen. No, do it anyway. That's where the scriptures come in, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Not by what we're feeling, not by the circumstantial evidence, not by what we see. But we go by what the word says. What has God said in his word concerning what you're facing? Faith comes by hearing. When God gives you a direction, faith comes to step forward into the direction he gave you. When God was dealing with me and my wife, I told you about that. It, you can't go in a direction. I, can't, I couldn't. We couldn't go in a direction 
that we didn't have faith in God, that's what, that, that's what he wanted for us to do. Charles Spurgeon said, Christian, take good care of your faith. For recollect, faith is the only way whereby we can obtain the promises or blessings of God. You know, a real missing element in some people's lives, and this is why periodically we, we weave the faith uh, message very consistently because there are some people that hear the word of God, so faith is there, but they don't really realize that we have to believe that in our heart, receive it with our heart, and begin to speak it with our mouth. Faith takes in prayer right now what the Word of God says. And we, believe, we praise God that, that He's watching over His Word to perform it. But some people aren't believing they receive, or they're not taking by faith in prayer what they need and thanking God and believing that it is done, it is finished. If we want blessings from God, nothing, this is Charles Spurgeon, nothing can fetch them down but faith. Mark eleven twenty four says, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that what? It is granted to you, and you will get it. You believe you receive it, you take it by faith, and then he begins to work on the situation to bring it to pass. And that's why we have certain confident expectation that things are going to get better. Things are going to turn around. Things are going to unfold like heaven on earth. If we're not listening and meditating on the word of God, our faith will get weak and the impossible will seem impossible. Proverbs 18, 14 says, it's a strong spirit of a man that sustains him in bodily pain, but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear. Let's take care of our heart with all diligence. Weak faith is the place where we begin to rely on the other people to get us through the situation. And you pull so hard on them. I've been in situations that people were trying to get me to believe God for everything, and they would just be on standby I hope you get me through this. Too much pressure. I'm not God. I can come alongside you and agree with you. But let's believe God together. Not have you believe, not have you rely on my believing God for you. You know, again, we're trying to develop people in their faith walk so they can walk by faith and walk with people of faith. But again, I'm not saying people can't pray for you and stand with you. And even there's some times that there could be situations that you're in a condition that you really, really can't even pray. That's where you need to have that connect group. That's where you need to have some people surrounding you. That's where you need to have people know that you're here. And that's where, that's, that's where we, can, we can come alongside you and pray with you and for you. Strong faith can be fortified by the prayer of agreement. But it still requires us to do our part. Matthew 18, 19 says, Again, I say unto you that if two believers on earth 
agree, that is, are of one mind in harmony about anything that they ask within the will of God, it will be done for them of my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I am there among them. Is our God alive? God is alive. Jesus is alive. He said, two or three gathered, I am among them. He's always in us. By the Holy Spirit. But Jesus is here. God is here through the working of the Holy Spirit. When we go before God, he's really listening. 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he's listening and he hears and if we, since we positively know that he listens to us, whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge. Think about that. You ever been in a situation, you're just totally unsettled. We got to get back to that place where we're settled with the absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests made of him. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said, I can get more out of God by believing him for one minute than I can by shouting and crying to him all night. D.L. Moody said, the best definition I can find of faith is the dependence on the veracity of another. The Bible's definition in the 11th chapter of Hebrews is faith is the substance of things hoped for It is the evidence of things we do not see. In other words, faith says amen to everything that God says. By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. I'm a tither, I'm a giver. God's meeting my needs. I call every need met. I have your peace because you gave it to me, Father. In other words, faith says amen to everything God says. Faith takes God without any ifs. If God says it, faith says I believe it. Faith says amen to it. Stand up with me real quick. I just want to have a minute or two where we're reaffirming what God has said in his word and what you're believing God for. Come on, let's just begin to praise God. For whatever you're believing God for, that you believe you have it, you received it when you pray. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. I believe I have received that. And God, I thank you for that. And those of you who who aren't used to this type of uh, teaching on faith, find scriptures that cover your that cover your situation in the Word of God and read it and listen to it and get it in your heart. But there has to come a point in a time that we go before God and what things soever we desire when we pray, we believe that we receive it. Now when we pray, we have it. Thank you for it, God. Thank you for it, God. Thank you for it, God. I thank you and I praise you for it, God. 
I received that in your prayer. The promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen. Oh, thank you, God. We put an amen to what you've said in your word. So be it. We receive it. Thank you for it, God. We call every need met according to your riches and glory. We thank you for that better job in the triad. We, we, we thank you for souls. We thank you for our family coming back to the Lord. Send perfect laborers, and they're going out all over the place. Tear off blinders. Devil, you cannot have them in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, we pray that you rain upon their hearts. And Father, we just thank you for drawing them, those who are backslidden, back. See, I don't just use my faith to get things for me. I use my faith for souls to come into the kingdom. I use my faith for God to minister his word to us in a way that is beyond a man's ability or a woman's ability. But God is saying something to us to refresh us and bring us into that place. Oh, Father, thank you. If you're in agreement with somebody here today, take their hand and just look at each other. We believe we have received it. Let's thank God together for it. Oh, thank you for it, God. Oh, God, we believe. Help our unbelief at times when it crashes in on our minds. Thank you for your grace to stand. Oh, we rebuke those foul thoughts from the enemy that would try to take our faith away. Oh, we honor you, God. We praise you, God. We magnify you, God. Faith for salvation comes by sharing the simple word of salvation that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everyone on the face of this earth, past, present, future. And the wages of sin is death. But there's a free gift of salvation ready for you to receive it today and take ownership of it today by faith by you acknowledging Jesus is the son of God Jesus died for my sin Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day Jesus you're alive I believe you're the savior of the whole world I want to make you my savior today so Jesus right now by faith I ask you and I take you as my savior I ask you and I receive you as my Lord. So let's pray that prayer out loud today. Say it with me. God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died for my sin, past, present, and future. And I believe on the third day you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I receive you now. I take you now as my Savior and I confess you now as my Lord in Jesus name Amen place of faith it's a place you know we'll talk a little bit about that next week there's a place of faith that we must live abiding in God and His word abiding in us 